Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell, who just got done partying the night away. It did is not party at all. Did not party at all. What, what what would you say that you did then? I sat and watched UFC fights. Hey, I that's... had I had some pizza, and you I had football game too. Uh, no, I just kept up with that on my phone. I I don't think my heart would take a Packers win because then I had to buy ticket tickets to the Detroit game, and. This is what Colin was debating the whole time was um, will he go to the pa- to the Lions game if the Packers win because then it would be in Detroit. Because I almost I almost I mean I had everything in the cart the flights the hotel uh, and the tickets for tomorrow's game but I was like listen it's the divisional game they'll probably get back to one of those but an NFC Championship yeah. That's a little against the Packers, no less. Like this isn't like yeah. this is a rivalry. Like that place would be crazy. I might, yeah, I might hate myself for that game. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Colin was debating uh, going back to Detroit. Um, meanwhile, I was you know sitting at home watching basketball all day. Uh, just played some Madden, and so mm-hmm. now here we are, one thirty a.m. Talking North Texas basketball as always. Um, we're not gonna talk football on this podcast. So I don't know. I'll probably just upload it to the, the, the I guess second channel, the green room channel, on on a, on a audio feeds. But anyways, North Texas loses to Charlotte, fifty six to forty four. I do feel like we should preface this by saying North Texas beat East Carolina, sixty to fifty nine. And so if we want to start with the happy days, Colin. Sure, we can go sure. back in time we can and talk start. about the East Carolina game real quickly because we didn't even plan to talk about that initially. But uh, to get that win on the road on Wednesday by <laughs> an incredible pass from Aaron Scott to um, to Allen, who caught it, finished, you know, two seconds left on the clock and wins them the game. Uh, that was one of the more incredible finishes that I've I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that game... That game from the get go was crazy. I mean, it was a battle. I didn't. I wasn't sure what was the over under on points. It had to have been low. I I always know you look at that stuff, but it wasn't like the games before where North Texas was scoring you know sixty eight points, yeah. seventy points. Points were hard to come by by both teams. And then for the way it ended, man. I mean, you and I were texting back and forth. We're like, oh, made shot, good. And then they made that. I forgot who won Florida Gulf Coast. Whoever it was made that tough jumper. And it was great East defense. Carolina. Yeah. Or East Carolina, sorry. Uh, East Carolina made that tough jumper. And I was like, well, that's it. And then yep. Aaron Scott with the QB throw to Robert Allen. And that was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. The frustrating, the thing about that game and why I do not feel bad in the slightest is because North Texas wins that game eight times out of 10, just based off of the quality of the offenses ran. I'm not saying North Texas ran great offense or anything like that, but ECU couldn't do anything. ECU was chucking up shots from 20 feet, 30 feet, banking shots in, obviously the shot that gave them the lead at the end. Um, I didn't think ECU did anything crazy. They were getting to the free throw line 18 times. Um, But ultimately, I didn't think East Carolina was really, really um, giving North Texas a ton of fits. And so that's what made it painful is that North Texas was down 16 to 4, uh, to start the game, was up at halftime. You know, ECU comes out in the second half, retakes the lead. And then it was like, all right, North Texas should win this. Yeah. And they never really, like, 
you never felt comfortable and then you thought they were just going to lose. But then the thing about that play is it reminded me so much of the Tyler Perry plays where it was just like, you don't expect it to happen, but it just happens. It does like anyway. Yeah. Like a shot over UAB, a shot against Louisiana Tech and stuff. And you're like, surely they can't get away with this. And yeah. then they do. And they yeah. win the game. It was, yeah. it was so, it was another great shot in the history of great shots in the Grant McCaslin and Ross Hodge era. Like the past seven years, we've been spoiled with great game winners and great plays that have won games. And that was another one. Speaking of winning that game, brought them to 4 0 in conference and for the conference lead, basically. I mean, Charlotte, you could say, is tied, but they had one yeah. loss because they played an extra game. So, I mean, I don't think anybody would have thought with these two injuries that you go 4 0 to start conference play. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And we, we said going into it, it was like, all right, it would be great if they were 5 0 before the SMU game and, and mm-hmm. the FAU games. Like, it would be great, but is it realistic? No, the the Tulane win was great. Wichita stayed on the road to start and, off. And mind I you, was, that was before the Ruben and Bugs injuries. We said that. Well, the Ruben and Joe, the Ruben injury. What was the last game Ruben played? Ruben played three games ago. Bugs Wichita? Bugs missed the first. Uh, okay, Ruben yeah. played Ruben Tulane. Played Wichita. Yeah, Ruben got hurt during Wichita. I remember that. Um, what's the last game Bugs played? No, it was. Uh, wasn't it Tulane? No, it was Wichita. Uh, because I remember thinking they were gonna lose to Tulane because they didn't have either one. Uh yeah, Bugs did last game was against Shreveport. So they played only one game, the first game uh with Ruben and none of the games with Bugs. Um, but yeah, I I your point is still valid. It's like we yeah. thought they were we would lose to Tulane or lose to uh, Wichita State or Charlotte. And to go to start four and one. And I have like a bigger point to talk about, but like to start four and one sets them up to be competitive with the rest of the conference. Yeah. And I wasn't sure exactly how it would, how North Texas would fare with the rest of the conference because it, obviously we don't know everything about ECU and Temple, Tulane, and Wichita State. Um, right. We, we know about Charlotte. We knew Charlotte played slow. We know they're a tough team. We know Charlotte's beaten them in Charlotte multiple times in the past. Um, like we know about UTSA rice, so on and so forth, but these new teams, we weren't sure how it was going to go. They go four and in that stretch. Yeah. Now flip to the Charlotte game. And this was one I went into saying, I don't think they were going to win this game. I didn't think they were going to win this game. I thought this was going to be the one that trips them up. Charlotte was very, very excited to play this game both the team and the crowd and the, the, um, the school. Um, mm-hmm. I think Charlotte in general has a good play style for, uh, to face North Texas, kind of similar to those like Louisiana tech teams in a way to where they can, they can handle North Texas pace of play and their defense a little bit better. Uh, you can't really speed them up. And so I think, Back in the day, I think North Texas was able to win those games with like, you know, Javion and uh, Zach Simmons or whatnot. Uh, when this North Texas team that's kind of built around its wings a little bit more, obviously Jason Edwards too, but like without Ruben and without Bugs, I didn't see the offensive firepower sustaining the way that it had been playing out in the first four games. Well, I mean, even against East Carolina, they weren't really that yeah. great. Um I mean, they they struggled offensively throughout that game. I believe they shot, let's see, they shot uh, 40% from the field, and they shot 5 of 24 from three. 
Like yeah. clearly, clearly the legs were getting tired on, on these guys. I mean, Jason Edwards, 39 minutes. Aaron, this is against uh, East Carolina, by the way, Aaron Scott, 37 minutes, CJ Nolan, 34 minutes. Like yeah. that's going to affect you. And going to the Charlotte game, you and I both said, when is this team going to start to get tired? And I think it clearly showed, I mean, Jason Edwards, 0 of 8 from three, one of 17 from three as a team. You make five of those threes. That's a completely different ball game. And the fact that they were in down eight with like three minutes to go was amazing to me because they couldn't buy a bucket. Um, yeah. And not only that, you have to play Matthew Stone a lot of minutes. And not to say, you know, Matthew Stone's really awful and can't make some plays on, on the defensive end, but you're playing 4v5 on offense. And, and that's not the reason why they weren't scoring on offense. It's just they couldn't make shots. They clearly looked like they didn't have the legs uh, to make shots. And I think, like, imagine this team with Ruben and with Bugs. Yeah. I just, it, it's a completely different game. Jason Edwards had a 38% usage percentage in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, Literally everything was going through him. Um, and I think Aaron Aaron was fine, right? 13 points. Um, but like he can't take over in the way that Edwards can, uh, even though we want him at times to do that. Uh, it was kind of a tough matchup. But yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. I, at the end of the day, four wins and it felt like after the Wichita win, which was convincing, the Tulane win, which was convincing, you started to see, like, all right, moments of, of them just not being able to score, not being able to move offensively. It kind of felt like how the end of non-conference felt, where they were just kind of trying to get to the finish line. This is the same type of thing, except they're not even close to the finish line. And to me, the finish line for this team right now is getting Ruben and, and Bugs back, because when they get back, that's a completely different team that's a different oh yeah view on life i mean for example in tonight's game or i guess today's game you're not gonna have to have jason he can take 18 shots a game but you don't have to force him to take 18 shots a game against eastern carolina you had cj nolan taking 14 shots aaron scott took 14 shots jason edwards took 17 shots then you got guys like stone sissoko rondell walker and robert allen each taking basically three each except rondell having five i mean you you can you you were only this off these wins weren't sustainable without Ruben and, and Bugs and they won't be moving forward like yeah. if you don't have Ruben against SMU unless you pull up the defensive performance of your life you're not going to be able to you're probably not going to be able to score during that game unless Jason Edwards goes just ballistic you need those guys back to win games in this conference um, but that's why I'm not worried about this team I don't I mean like you said this team looked like the team in non-conference the difference is you're missing two players and arguably two starters, depending on where you want to put bugs. Yeah. And with them back, they don't go one to 17 from three tonight. Yeah. You probably win that game tonight. It'll be a tough game, but you probably win the game tonight. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, is okay. The at large bid was never a concern with me. I, they yeah. were never getting an at large, bid. you, the boy, we, we've, we've gone through this before the close losses. It doesn't matter how close you were to winning those games. They're mm-hmm. not going to end up being resume wins because you didn't win the games. And the Fordham loss, you know, knocks you down. Uh, the Mississippi State loss, whatever. At large was never a, a priority. So as we look ahead, five games into conference with still 13 more games to go, to me, it was always, all right, you want to get right, have a really fun, competitive, good conference season where maybe you could win 12, 13 games 
and then peak hopefully at the tournament and try to make a run in the tournament, right? That was our goal going into the season, going into the conference uh, season. Now, Colin, has it changed at all for you seeing FAU and Memphis lose and seeing that it feels a little bit more open at the top of the American than we maybe previously had had uh, had thought because Memphis, even though they only have one loss, they've been pretty bad, right? UTSA. Yeah, I mean, time, like they are great offensively, right? Memphis is um, insane, different level offensively, but on the yeah. defensive end, it's not, it's not there. If they're, you play them, yeah, they're ninth in the in the conference and defensive rating right now on on Kimpo. Yeah, in conference games. Yeah, and if you play a North Texas team that slows you down and, and gets you uncomfortable. I don't see why like Memphis going to the season. I was like, okay, they're 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 might be unbeatable. Yep. Like, I'm not sure that North Texas can pull yep. it out. I'm not sure that North Texas fully, fully healthy. It might be like a pick them mm-hmm. with the way that Memphis has played thus far. Um, but to, to answer your point on the expectation, I think it was wide open. I mean, I think it still is wide open. Charlotte's leading the conference right now with five wins, five and one in, in conference. North Texas yeah. is second at four and one. Um, tied for a second, obviously, but I think everybody has a chance right now at the top. Charlotte, FAU, SMU, Memphis, North Texas, and UAB. Well, heck, and USF all have one loss right now. What is that? Six teams that only have one loss. Um, I don't think UAB and USF are quite in that at that level. Um, USF, I mean, heck, USF just beat Memphis. So what? What do I know, right? But uh, um, Rice and Temple were the other two wins uh, for them. But I ask that because if North Texas can get healthy and we know they have SMU once, they have Memphis twice. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. They have Memphis Swap, once. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know they have FAU twice um, and SMU. I lost it. I lost the schedule. Sorry. Um, yeah. SMU twice, Memphis once, FAU twice. So we know the schedule is not easy, but like, it looks like 14 and four could be tied at least tied for first in the conference. Yeah. And at that point you raise a banner, right? If it's, if you're tied for the conference championship, you work, we're hanging a banner for winning yeah. the regular season title again. And you will be, you know, be able to say first year under Ross Hodge, you go 14 and four in conference and you raise a banner. Like that's a huge, huge deal. And that's something I didn't think was going to be attainable this year because I thought Memphis or FAU would go 16 and two and just walk, you know, to a championship. I think FAU has been incredibly inconsistent this year. I actually, I don't think I know, right. We've, I've watched them in games. I lost, watched them lose to Florida Gulf coast. Obviously we know Charlotte's a good team, but um, they've been pushed arguably should have lost to Tulane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On that play. Um, Memphis has been shaky. Honestly, like I mean, Charlotte's, beat rice in overtime i watched some of that game they weren't that impressive so what i'm trying to say is 14 and 4 might win you the conference and but should we set expectations or not expectations should we even set that goal for this team since we don't know what reuben and bugs like their status is i think it 100 percent depends on reuben and bugs obviously like if these turn into long-term injuries like they got that slate up it's smu they, SMU, they got the hard slate up here's, I here's the next order. here's the next uh well, heck, SMU and FAU, SMU, yeah. FAU, UAB, and USF all yeah. have one loss. So the next four games. Yeah. So here's the thing with those four games. If you don't have Ruben or Bugs back in those next four games, 
you're gonna have to fight SMU and FAU and then two tough teams you could probably you might with without Ruben and Bugs and a tired team you could go one and three in that stretch yeah so their health obviously makes a big difference but I mean up to this point they've shown they still can win with with, the, with these players um without Ruben and Bugs and I think Ross up to this point has I mean this has been a phenomenal coaching job oh these last gosh. few games like 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 you said, after Ruben got one down against Wichita State, we're like, oh no, Tulane. Yeah. And they've shocked the two the two teams that haven't seen them ever before in conference. And then you play Charlotte, and obviously they've seen North Texas before, but you play them close. I mean, relatively, right? Like <laughs> you can't go one yeah. to seventeen from three. Yeah. But you make a couple more shots and a couple more shots fall that should have fallen, and you're in that game. So there's no there's no reason saying that they can't be in these next four games without Ruben and Bugs. But I'm going to err on the side of that's not going to happen with what I saw tonight in terms of how tired they were. Yeah. Um, if we do want to say, because it, it's fun, right? It's fun to say, all right, may, maybe they can win it. Maybe they maybe they can win the conference at this point with how open it appears to be. But I just, I'm, I'm hesitant. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead because we don't even know what this team is going to look like against SMU and FAU. And frankly, if you don't win at least one of those two games, you're not going to be in the picture. Well, I think a better expectation without knowing the timeline of when those two are going to come back is, is what you want to see. And it's really far what you want to see in the conference tournament. So what can you learn in these conference games without them? And then with them, whatever long you have them to, to be in the conference tournament. Isn't it the thing we talked about earlier when this first happened was starting Jason Edwards. Yeah, like this this kind of unlocked Jason Edwards, and yeah, I he hasn't been sure. super efficient. Well, what we've learned from this team is is two things. One, Jason Edwards, yes, we said we should plug him in. Two, I think CJ Nolan has stepped up. Yeah, in a in in his role a lot. I mean, like I said, he had he had fourteen shots against Eastern Carolina. Um, he had he shot however many times tonight. But the big thing though is that he's not turning the ball over like he was early and and being careless. I think he's he's kind of settled down a little bit and actually shown that he can have the ball in his hands for longer periods of time and longer stretches. And he's able to score. I mean, the fact that he's getting those push shots inside in the paint, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And so you're, you're helping guys grow without them. And then I think that helps prime you as long as you get Ruben and, and bugs back in time for what you hope is a good conference tournament run. So if, if you don't want to put regular season expectations, I should, I, I think we should put, not expectations, but what you want to see from this team without Ruben and Bugs. Yeah. In conference. CJ Nolan's also been good against the free throw line mm -hmm. um, in conference mm -hmm. play. Um, the assists are kind of there. Yeah. I, I think he's he's been one of the, like you said, one of the revelations. Him, Jason Edwards. Um, you know, the five position is still between Allen Sissoko. Nothing new there. Matthew Stone is what he is at this point. I, we don't need to beat a dead horse. Um, and yeah, you don't like that's seven right there. And then you add Ruben and bugs back. You have nine players that I don't like Matt. If Matt Stone's your ninth best player, you're, you're pretty good Yeah, in the American, right? Like, I don't think he's great, but that's pretty good. And whoever their eighth man is in theory, like, is it Rondell Walker? I don't know. I mean, he plays a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, I'm he, just he but we don't know what the rotations look like if you add. That's true. Bugs Maybe Bugs is the eighth. Like, regardless of who the eighth is, I'm saying it's a really, really good player. 
for yeah, the Yeah, it's a player that can play. Like they have yeah. a skill that is 100% usable on the so, court for a long period of time. Yeah, and you don't have to play these guys 38 minutes a game anymore. Um, yeah. I do think, I do agree with you to touch on it one more time. Ross Hodge, I could not have, like this conference play, this not the non-conference was the non-conference, but we saw that under Graham McCaslin, right? We've yeah. seen that happen before. Um, plenty of times, and now in conference, you see them take it to another level and start four and one. Uh, if you told me going into the year they were going to start conference four and one, I say okay. If you told me after L- the LSU loss <laughs> that they were going to go four and one, and oh, after the loss, Fordham the Fordham, loss. Well, I, I just mean we were low after that too. Obviously, yeah. LSU's kind of come up a bit, but but Fordham, yeah, I mean same thing. Um, yeah, I mean what he's done, what he's been able to do defensively with this team. Yeah, and how how long they've had to play? It's yeah. it's actually insane. You're still the yep. third best scoring defense in in, in the country. Yep. Um, so top 30, 30th in the country on Ken Palm in defense. SMU for those wondering is sixteenth in the country on defense. Yeah. Um, it's just FAU is eleventh in the country on offense. Like this is just going to be this conference is really really good. Well, the Americans what probably like the. I could be I could be wrong on this. The sixth, probably the sixth best basketball conference. No, you're missing some. Um, yeah, you're missing some. Big Twelve, Big East, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Pac twelve. Oh, Pac twelve. It's the top six. Uh, Mountain West is. Matt, it's between 10. the Mountain West and the, the American. Right now, I'd give it to the Mountain West. So we'll say yeah. eight, seven, yeah, seven, eight, seven, nine. Yeah, eight. Um, so yeah, but again, that's that's yeah, it's really good. Um, all right, I think that's it, right? Um, so do you want to predict real quick? Yeah, well, I can't predict SMU and FU because I don't know who's playing. I will say it's nice playing SMU at home. That is cool. That's good. Yeah, that's uh, then you play FAU on the road, and FAU's road environment has is a lot better than it was like three years ago when I remember Mo Gibson like going crazy against them like three years yeah. ago for some reason. And watching yeah. that at your house, I don't know. Remember the situation, but yeah. I guess SMU. If you if you don't have Ruben and Bugs, I mean that's it's 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 going to be. You're going to have to drive that SMU game has to be like first to forty. <laughs> yeah, I mean really. Yeah, and I thought the Charlotte game was going to be like that. <laughs> if we're being honest, I mean, I mean it basically was fifty six yeah. to forty four. So yeah, um, but I mean I don't think you shoot one to seventeen again. Yeah. You, you definitely don't shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's six percent from three. I don't. That doesn't happen again, especially at home. Uh, the big thing for me though is, can you slow down SMU? They have a, they have a defense, and they can they they have athletes on the other end. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? With assuming Bugs and Ruben don't play, if they don't play for this one, I'm getting really concerned, big picture wise. Oh yeah. Like this is at this point it will have been for bugs it will have been over 3 weeks since since uh the Shreveport game. And Ruben SMU will be Ruben it'll be exactly 3 weeks. Yeah. Like that's I know hamstrings are tricky. Um but yeah, that's you know, if we can get him out there for 12 minutes and um that would be big. But yeah, uh I'd start being concerned. I don't I don't think they should be favored in either game if they're not playing. Oh, I agree. I mean, I don't think they'll be favored. I think my my idea going to SMU but is SMU that is a lot more winnable than FAU if they're yes. not playing. 
Yes, I agree. And I know FAU is incredibly inconsistent. Last year, North Texas arguably should have beat them like twice. Remember yeah. those games? Like yeah, 48 close. to 46 where they're like, they they can win it. Just They just got to make one shot and they could never do it. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the SMU game is more winnable, but it still would be tough. And then UAB and USF, we'll, cover, we'll cross those bridges uh, when we get there. Honestly, if they beat SMU, we could just do a standalone podcast on that because then they play Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. So two days between. Yeah, they play Thursday, Sunday, Sat. No, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday are the next four games. So it's like two games between each one. Listen, forty minutes per game basically for Jason's going to be tough during that stretch if he has yeah. to play that long. So I got to play four games in twelve days, basically. Yeah, if my math is right. Um, but anyways, all right, that's it. Um, no, no football to talk about today. Just the basketball pod. Uh. And yeah, I, I would sit here and talk with you, Colin. I really would, but it's two in the morning. And oh yeah, I'll be up for a little bit longer. So I know you will be. Colin painted his living room at three a.m. Mm-hmm. the other day. I did. I, I was up till six a.m. I didn't. Yep. I didn't. I, w- I was done painting before then, but I was up till six that day. Yeah. Pray for my boy Colin, man. <laughs> Pray for my guy Colin because it, I don't know what the life expectancy is. But <laughs> if a man staying up till six a.m. It's just, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I'm worried about you, Colin. I'm worried. Yeah, the, the, what's crazy is that I don't even drink Red Bulls like past like 3 p.m. It's just, to, it's just to keep me awake in the morning. <laughs> I think the, the job going from two to ten. Yeah, it's it's tough. so much. And yeah. It's just like, all right. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Right? What are you gonna do? Gotta, yeah, I got a house now, Bruni. I got to pay for it. I'm not saying quit your job. Can't be living on the streets. I'm, I'm not saying to quit your job. I'm just I'm just worried. I'm just worried. All right, that's it. Um, all right, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe to the YouTube if you haven't already. Um, thank you all for 300 subs. Um, mm, thank you all for – what do we got on Twitter is a better question. We're almost to 500. I would love to hit 500 um that's that's more reasonable 485 on twitter so shout out to y'all if we beat smu we have to hit 500 we're at 303 now on youtube though which is kind of cool you know we got you know we need colin is we need your graphics to return those take a lot of work and i'm not good at them anymore (laughs) not only that i don't have a i don't have a mac or my tablet to draw i used to have that graphics Uh, tablet so we need a player of the week to come back remember those yeah It'd be, I don't even know, like, who would it be this week? You go, <laughs> like, Jason, Jason Edwards, and it's like 28% from the field. <laughs> yeah. Not a shot at you, Jason. I know you got a lot on your plate. But... No, Jason, we love you. We love you, and you've been really good for this team. It's just you got to shoot every time down the court. And we're like, Five of 18 and seven of 17, so like 30, 30 and some change. And then it'd be like 0 of 8 from three this game, and – but one of six last game, so one of so one of uh fourteen the last two games. But then in parentheses, be like, but sixty two percent of his shots were at the shot clock with three or less. Yeah, and he's just chucking all these them qualifiers. Up. Yeah, just chucking them up either hand. Just... And some of those layups he had today were so good, and they just didn't. Yeah, just too strong, or, or just didn't go in. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys, uh, we will talk to y'all later. Go Lions. Go Lions.
Go Lions. Go Lions.